0: Hello, Joe. Senior Brad. How are you today, sir? Good. How are you?
1: Good, good. I'm wearing my uh, Crypto Dad shirt. See how it says Crypto I saw that a little bit there. Crypto Dad, but then you know what the definition says? Just like a normal dad, but way smarter. Oh, there you go. Kids got me that for
0: Christmas. I thought your wife got it for you.
1: One of them. Who knows? Well, ultimately, I got it for me.
0: (laughs) That's been one of your wives. I'm like... Oh, wait.
1: Okay. Public <laughs> broadcast here. All right. <clears throat> yeah. No, no, no. So, yeah. Uh, we were just talking. I tweeted this morning. I get to integrate and interact with all these big brain people all day, but uh, I have so much fun driving my kids to school every morning. I, I just have this. They're just fun people. So. Yeah. It's a good thing.
0: It is definitely enjoyable.
1: Yeah. They're they're uh, uh, the, watching their lives is interesting and in the, different things that they go through that we didn't go through, et cetera. So
0: I was thinking about like, so what are you going to do once they go off to college?
1: Yeah. We're going to hit the road. Yeah. My wife and I are going to be traveling. We're going to, we're, you know, we'll have a little home base here and maybe in Georgia by my parents or somewhere in the mountains. And then we, you know, our primary goal has been to travel, travel, travel. So
0: we're, we're gonna,
1: we're gonna be on the, on the, on the run. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
0: On the road again, exactly. Now, it is fun to see that how, how they look at things. Then it's hard not to go back and think about how you looked at things at that age,
1: totally different. You know? Yeah, yeah, and and you know, they have others they have other shit they deal with that that we didn't have to deal with. And we have, you know, just look, I think we had plenty of hard times for ourselves, but they uh they uh there's just so much shit going on. And then I think the problem is they're more aware of everything than we were, you know, we kind of floated along in our little world. I started getting involved in politics and stuff in high school, but, but they're, you know, they, they know everything that's going on every day all the time. So, yeah, you know, and that's, that's a little much, I think, you know, kind of takes away from the whole, uh, whole, uh, Hey, I just got a tip. I just wow. got a. I got a tip. Remember how I mentioned that Project Coin exams yesterday? Mm,
0: that so no. that
1: that scored all the chain coins.
0: Yes, I do. Well, yes. I
1: just I don't know what the fuck to do with this, but uh, they sent they sent a little point zero one tip from Nano Tipbot. <laughs>
0: just a tip, sir. Just I don't tip. know. How, I
1: don't know, <laughs> I don't know how I get the money though. But that was nice. That was nice. Was nice. There
0: you go. You Gas fee is only $87.
1: <laughs> well, I don't like you go to. Oh, it's for Nano. The Nano cryptocurrency. What the fuck's the Nano cryptocurrency, Joe?
0: I've never heard of it. I've never heard wow. of Nano. And I've heard of crypto. And I've heard of currency. Well, and let's find out. Three, I've heard all three stuck together right, let me, in the past.
1: Let me, let me see if I can share without bringing the whole fucking thing to a halt. Share screen.
0: Uh okay. So did I hear a dial-up modem back there? <laughs> uh, no, that's your fax. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that, that's it. It's the faxes. Just the facts. So
0: the cutting oh, edge shit. data center back
1: there. Exactly. Ripping exactly.
0: out insightful conclusions it's, on it. You
1: don't know how painful this is for me because I matrix. always am in the cutting edge, you know? And so for me, it's really fucking painful to have this computer be a piece of shit. So anyway, uh, I, you know, I, the, the feed of when I post, when I go through and added everything to the post podcast every night, you know, I tag a bunch of people that we mentioned or talked about in the show notes and the title. So this is the tweet that goes out automatically from my podcast site system. And then uh, we got a little, we got a little thanks for the mention from nano tip bot uh, from the coin exams guy. So I go to nanotipbot.com. The nano tip bot allows users to send the nano cryptocurrency to users using only their Twitter or telegram handle. Okay. These are similar to other Twitter bot uh, tip bots that I've seen in the past, but can somebody tell me what the fuck is nano? Like, what is nano? Who is nano? BTC well, versus nano energy consumption. Energy per nano transaction, 0.032. Total confirmed nano transactions. Amount of BTC. All right, let's go look at their site and see if they have nano listed on. Um...
0: So we're going to compare ourselves to BTC, but we're totally centralized and we're proof of stake. <laughs> 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 all in right do, smart contracts do you
1: see nano uh, on this screen i don't see fucking i can't nano.
0: possibly see that at all
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean is nano its own chain is it in a, is it on ethereum what the fuck is it
0: i've heard it used in the context of small before <laughs> ah, cool. thanks joe very small all right
1: i'm looking it up on fucking drops like, tab I mean, that
0: buddy of mine who started up that investment firm that didn't do real well, but it was called Nano Returns. Yeah. yeah so they were targeting nano sector, not small returns. So they sent me um, Nano Returns.
1: They sent me point zero one at two dollars and forty eight cents. So. That's two point four eight cents. All right. Woo! Uh, maybe they're just trying to get me to look at Nano. Uh, so I found a website. Nano is a digital currency for everyone without fees. Nano is a currency that happens to be digital. What can I do with Nano? Explore the rich ecosystem rich. of apps, merchants, yeah, <laughs> and exchanges.
0: Spend How other people's months? nano, get rich off other people's nano.
1: Ethereum mining payouts and nano benefits for miners and mining pools. I, I, I come on, guys. We're, a using a high, bit. High,
0: we're using the highly efficient, Harvard trained uh, top of the pyramid strategy here. I mean, can <laughs> we
1: I love that they're I love that they're targeting you know newbies, but I'd like to understand a little bit more whether it's its own chain, you know, what it has, all that good stuff. No, oh, beat the
0: team. What do we have here?
1: There we got uh colin lemahue george george coxson um george doesn't look like a george but what do i know
0: the redhead redhead yeah
1: it's a um
0: oh yeah it could be like a georgia thing i don't
1: know it's interesting um where'd i go how did i get there here we go nano foundation malin shah general counsel project manager well okay so you know what we're wasting everybody's time on this but it's uh, i'd certainly like to have a little better understanding of uh the chain ultra efficient block lattice design the network is optimized to provide the fastest transaction speeds of any cryptocurrency well that's a pretty bold claim
0: it must be the centralization
1: (laughs) (laughs) Frequently asked questions. What is <laughs> yeah. Nano?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Nano is a decentralized, sustainable, and secure digital money. Provides an intuitive experience. It feels like digital currency should. You can exchange Nano for almost any globally recognized fiat currency. If you'd like to test Nano out for free, just retweet my podcast. Where can I find Nano wallets? Has a huge ecosystem of third party wallets. How was Nano distributed? Did Nano have an initial coin offering? novel capsule uh, 20 fucking 15
0: it launched in 2015 20 fucking 15 that was before i got involved in crypto dude all right now i'm intrigued well maybe because you you were talking up that agoric one those like super old guys on that website and now they're like Okay, well, I know I.
1: I talked about I talked about their project because the guys that sent the tip is not Nano. The guys that sent the tip is CoinExams, mm. is this site? Remember what we were looking at yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So that's who sent the tip. And look, it's just a nice recognition thing, right? It's like not meant to actually make me rich, but um, that's really interesting. Very, it's very a good interesting. marketing technique
0: because now we talked about
1: it. Hell yeah, we just did, didn't we?
0: And we know we've explored a couple of things. One, that Nano is the fastest cryptocurrency ever of all time, (laughs) according to the marketing material. We know it has to be true. It must be true. (laughs) It's
1: always true. I've never, I have never um, lied in marketing in my life.
0: You can exaggerate a little bit, or you just It's how you frame it. Yeah, you leave the stuff out that doesn't support your argument.
1: You can run Um, a representative node.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I give them pretty good, you know, pretty good grades for marketing. I mean, they got us talking about it.
1: Yeah. That's interesting.
0: Of course, you know, we did get paid for that review. (laughs) 2.48 cents. That's
1: right. Uh, We have to disclose that.
0: Yeah. So that's, uh, I I think that falls under the below $200 exemption. So
1: there you go. Now, the the question is, if you're going to, if you, own, if you have the crypto exam site and you're sending tips in Nano, do you have Nano in the list of coins that you compare? No, you don't. That seems odd to me. Doesn't it seem odd to you?
0: Because then it just seems like they Oh, here it is. Make... I lied. Oh, oh,
1: it's shit. It's fifth ranked. Oh. So 8.25 utilities. No fees. Oh, it's free. There are no transfer fees. Delay is 0.8 seconds. Transactions per second. No, funds transfer per second, 0.8. Supply is 100% out. Inflation is 0%. Staking says 0% APY, which um, that's interesting. Smart contracts, none.
0: We called that one.
1: Yeah, you did, Joe. 269 <laughs> nodes that aren't getting paid and no smart contracts.
0: Okay. <laughs> so we're going to call um, pass. Is that the word we're going for? We right? are. Yeah.
1: Did I talk, did I rant a little bit yesterday about Binance Blockchain Week? I did not. I, I did so not. No, Can we talk about the fact that yeah. they started off, the fucking starting keynote speaker Look, I get it. This project drives a lot of volume on Binance. Craig Wright. Craig Wright. Craig Wright. No. God, no. <laughs> I, I, I will fucking burn Binance to the ground for that. Don't even. Don't even. Uh, no. Fucking Cardano.
0: Oh. I'm like, what the fuck, Binance? Seriously? I heard they're up to 200 billion in TVL now, Cardano. What's his name? Hoskinson? I even,
1: yeah. Charles Hoskinson. Here we go.
0: Better known who? Who is the founder of Ethereum that you never remember their name?
1: Because everybody fucking hated him. Yeah, (laughs) because he lied. (laughs) He claimed to be Satoshi. He claimed to
0: be Satoshi too.
1: Yes, he did. Oh God. He did all this shit to insinuate to the team at Ethereum that he was Satoshi like completely made shit up falsified emails all this other shit and it was like oh my god dude seriously and i you know my apologies to the cardano fans in our audience i am well aware that we have a few um but i'm sorry it's just i can't i i have zero respect for him um you know i'm sure there are wonderful brilliant people working on the project but um to me it's just an academic circle jerk so you know
0: I thought it was his witty and fun humor that- yeah that's uh, it
1: i i i you know i'm i got the I got the subscription on on YouTube to his channel because he's
0: so engaging yeah, sounds like it um so what? so binance that's their that big was the sponsor? key
1: so this week they're doing um binance blockchain week unfortunately, yeah. it's happening in the middle of the night for us uh every mm-hmm. night. Um, cause I do, I have attended the previous one, the last one and listened to a, a several of the, of the keynotes and got a lot out of it. So I was going to take a look at it. Well, of course it's happening in the middle of the night and they're not posting the episode, the speeches until after the week's over, they're doing it in Dubai. So I guess people that paid, they don't want to, you know, uh, they want to, they like to delay delay on showing the episodes, but, um, I, the last one i i went to was really good i mean there was really good content um but you know um i'm just i i don't understand why you have charles hoskinskin as your first keynote i don't i don't get it i know it couldn't have been cuz he paid a lot of money cuz binance doesn't need the fucking money so i i i just have a hard time i, I the only thing i can think of is the reason they did it is is that at the end of the day cardano a lot of people trade fucking cardano so um, I'm sure it's a massive amount of their volume, volume on Binance. Actually, let's take a look. So that's the only reason I can think of it. Anyway, that's my controversy of the day. But Joe, the prices are up, dude.
0: I noticed. Um, What's going
1: on? Tell me.
0: You know, I'm not really sure. I <laughs> Again, I think it's that, like we talked yesterday, that everybody just keeps fearing the worst and the worst and doom and gloom and and, you know, it was all the speculation about interest rate hikes. And then that happened and really was, you know, I think the market rallied. I think there's a, a sense out there for sure that everybody's remembering that markets tend to go up when interest rates go up because it's, you know, such a delayed reaction. That's really when interest rates start cutting is when it's time to dump. Yeah. Because that's when it's getting ready to go. So <clears throat> this like, you know. Looks good to markets for me. I mean, as best as good as it could look, the war stuff. I think again, cutting off from Swift, cutting off energy supplies, whatever. I don't really see a lot of um, you know big headwinds there at this right. point. I almost see that maybe settling down a little bit. Um, so to me, and I you know, still, you get all the byproducts of unified Europe. You know, giant. I, I just kind of think everything looks okay. Um, and I hear a lot of money on the sidelines, lots of institutional money. Um, I, I wonder about retail money a little bit. But, um, you know, someone pointed out recently that, I mean, a lot of people are going to be getting in income tax refunds. Right. That got stimulus checks and things like that. So, you know, maybe that gives some disposable kind of um, – capital to use to other investments i'm not sure but but all all in all i feel okay i mean i i was thinking about back in january 2021 when there was that little dip after the december run up and you know and that's when i kind of really started paying attention again pretty hardcore and then all of a sudden it was like you know 90 days later you know you're sitting there with you know, a nice chunk of of change at that point. So things happen fast, um, and they they move quickly. The difference is that um, I don't remember where BTC was last year. You know, around this point, if it was, you know, say the January timeframe, where it was then, um, and I don't know where. I'm pretty sure ETH was down. You know, in the fourteen hundred range, twelve hundred range, something like that. So right. I don't know how it affects that but but all in all you know i think we just need to see some of the kind of the top 20s move um with some sustained uh movement i.e capital flowing in right um see the interest rate story stay predictable as it is i mean i think everybody's expecting now seven you know 25 basis point cuts um I think, I think we're looking okay. Oil seems to have stabilized. I mean, I see the prices are up high still, but I don't see stuff going off a cliff. And so right. people talk about recessions and things. Recessions are just natural, you know, contraction of an economic expansion cycle. And it's been expanding for the most part for 14 years um, through, you know, a lot of um, stimulus type things quantitative easing etc you know that has to contract some or you just have bad money going after bad money you know it has to wash out so um so to me i don't look at that as a, as a bad thing particularly when you look at full employment and you look at all the other things just chugging along nicely um the chinese economy you know who knows what they're gonna do
1: i did see a consumer sentiment uh, stat, the University of Michigan study come out that yeah. said shit's pretty bad. Um, But um, you know, that doesn't mean that can't twist, flip, right? And I think it's primarily that people are are burning out on higher prices. You know?
0: I was talking to a buddy in New York who was talking about inflation, and I was like, so where do you see it the most? And, you know, he was talking about it like an ice cream store. You know, high end ice cream stores. It's like, you know, now all of a sudden it's seven fifty a cone. And I said, I said, Yeah, I saw that like when one the one reopened up with Cocoa Walk. I was in there six months ago or three months ago and I was like, Well, that is kind of pricey. But then I'm looking at it and I'm like, It's a big ass sugar waffle cone with, you know, two giant high end scoops of whatever it is, gelato or something. And you kinda go, Well, that is a lot better than those thirty three cent cones at (coughs) baskin robbins um you know that was made out of god knows what um at least you kind of are getting better ingredients um for the price and i i, I found that interesting because i wasn't thinking of stores and stuff but i was thinking of, of supermarkets right you know, and a little bit of gas station but i don't you know i hit the gas station maybe once every two weeks um 10 days something like that so I see it and I go oh fuck 85 bucks you know or whatever to fill up but this then, is my
1: leading indicator.
0: What do you got there a little Tesla thing?
1: Monster energy drink oh. went from went from 225 a can before I went on vacation to 329 a can at my local wow. 711.
0: Yeah, I mean and that's the kind of pricing I don't get because that is not that's not supply and demand.
1: No, nah, it's you know. an addiction pricing. This is addiction pricing. This is what cigarette makers get away with. You know, it's like, fuck it, they're going to pay it anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I saw my indicator with things like, um, what was it? I was seeing something that was like everything was like $7.50. Or the juice drinks are like $4. You know, um, I did notice a difference in Sapporo beer at Fresh Market versus Sapporo beer at Whole Foods. Was a whole dollar a can, you know? Because I like to buy the just one, you know. Right. The, the tall boy, once you know, of course. But it was three ninety nine at Fresh market. Paper Bag. Yeah, I'm like a tall boy bag How out there, yeah,
1: hanging out at stop sign. What do you mean? The the road? Road. <laughs>
0: hey, you little <laughs> lady! Yeah, <sure. laughs> it's the beer to have when you're just having one. <laughs> Only one, only one beer here. Yeah. <laughs> the thirty-two ounce fortified beer. It's like, it's like, you got to keep
1: one? it in the paper bag because when you're asking people for money, you don't want them to see you're buying a ten-dollar can of beer. <laughs> Japanese beer. <here. laughs>
0: you got your Chimay, your Belgian beer over here, and it's twelve dollars. And you got your Japanese beer over here. All you need is I'm like. Puffer fish, you know, at 300 bucks a plate, you're good to go for a night of panhandling.
1: Or you could keep one of those, uh, uh, bot. You remember those old twist-off beer bottles? What was, the, what was that?
0: Oh, like? oh, that Qingdao, Qingdao, but, uh. No,
1: no, something like one of the American cheap-ass beers. But, you know, and then you just pour your Japanese beer in there. Grosch people, people will believe you. Grolsch or Schlitz or, yeah. you
0: know. Yeah, no, I remember, remember that, um, uh schlitz malt liquor bowl yeah yeah it was all of those or the um bush <laughs> or <laughs> crazy horse <laughs> oh no i
1: never had crazy oh, Horse. God,
0: no, i don't. but i remember it was like they had the ads and it'd be like you know honoring our native american heritage oh you're no. just like this is the you know this is obviously in the 80s 90s yeah but um you know, you're just like, really, they can get away with saying that shit with a straight face.
1: <laughs> but, um,
0: you know, just a... <laughs>
1: here's that University of Michigan chart. Dick, <laughs> the sentiment index has deteriorated to the lowest point since 2011. It's brutal.
0: Well, so what was going on? So I guess everybody felt like the bridge kind of even recovering. I think it like oh9 Yeah, we were three March, years 09. out from.
1: We were two years out from the crash. I don't understand what was what the fuck was going on in 2011.
0: Well, I wasn't like so it would have been a no. The, okay, the ob the second it would have been 2002. No, that was Obama's first term. 2008. Got it. Yeah. So March of 2009, I guess would have been. When it bottomed out, energy prices
1: have surged twenty-six percent. Food costs have jumped eight percent, largest increase since eighty-one. Those two inputs account for more than twenty percent of household outlays.
0: Yeah, home prices,
1: thirty-year mortgage rates. Yeah, you know what? I was talking to my other, our other buddy Chuck, um, who's in the mortgage industry, and he said, yeah, you know, loans he was doing at two and a half, three percent a month ago are now five, five and a half. Yeah, but but he's but he's going to have his best month ever. That's how crazy the housing market is.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, around here, I haven't seen much activity lately because everything sold. That was going to sell. But people were like, you know, putting a price out there and, you know, people were coming in and bidding 20 percent over price. Right. You know, just to, to shut it down and get it. But now I don't see it as much. Um, and I kind of get a feeling that that that's one thing that I sort of, when people talk about recessions and things, I definitely feel like real estate's getting ready to take a dang. It yeah. should.
1: I mean, it's way, I, it, I mean, I don't, I can't define a bubble cause I'm no fucking expert, but
0: I know I'm after, I know I'm after a fact,
1: but it's got, it, it. it's at least here in Miami, it's fucking ridiculous.
0: Yeah. No, so, I can remember when, um. The last big bubble, I remember I was sitting there with the condo and I remember, oh, wow, the one that costs across the hall just sold for, you know, five something. And I was like, huh, I wonder, you know, up a couple hundred grand in like six months or so. Maybe I should sell. And then, you know, famous last words. Exactly. (laughs) Next thing you know, it's worth 150. Surprise. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I ain't like that's a slow death. That shit's an overnight thing. Yep. And that's kind of the sort of the danger there. But um, it's not in anything. You know, you see it afterwards. You don't see it before.
1: So Cardano is uh, only 237. Where'd it go? I just lost it. I had it. Cardano is like 237 million of Bitcoin's 92 billion in volume in the last 24 hours. So,
0: wait. Binance's volume is ninety-two billion.
1: According to this, wow. According to Coin Market Cap, which Binance owns, so who knows? But um, ninety-two billion in the last twenty-four hours, and Cardano is two hundred thirty-seven million of that. So, um, you know, lot. not not a lot. So, I don't understand why the fuck they would put him on. Maybe they just thought the controversial hook would be a good draw. I don't know. Um, but what I didn't know. You know that project I'm involved. I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, advising a little bit in the exercise to earn space. This is the token. Show us your
0: before and after pictures. Come on, show us your before and after pictures of what the um, earn crypto while exercising
1: thing. Oh yeah, no. (laughs) Um, but this this is. I didn't even know Binance had put Stepin on the on the exchange. But it's now on Binance. And, you know, I guess their launch – let me see when they did their sale. Yeah, I think their sale was in here. So since March 11th, the uh, 0.1442. And today it's trading at like 1.20. So you can expect this to dump pretty soon here once the investors get their lockout over with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you know, Sonny, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff out there. I just haven't really had the time to go through it all like last year, um, right? When I didn't have a problem doing it. Um, I need to do that again.
1: Look at this over a billion between BUSD and USDT, over 1.1 billion in volume for Steppen. Wow, that's fucking extreme!
0: Wow, so. Yeah, I wonder how I mean I wonder like I heard I wonder if Fitbit's gonna ever do a token.
1: Uh probably not. There's too much entanglement in corporate America. And you know, I mean in regulatory wise, yeah. I think they'd have trouble.
0: I did hear it again that MetaMask was saying they're doing it again. So Yeah. Oh, I am intrigued by that one.
1: Hey, I'm excited. Gelato is moving over to Phantom. Yeah.
0: That's great right.
1: shit. Very excited for that, excited for that, for that project we're talking about. And then also excited just in general, because I love that project. Um, I think their um, uh, movement moving there, they had that little product that they had the controversy with some folks um, that they decided to spin out as a separate DAO that... Um, um, is Uniswap V3 compatible management trading platform that doesn't really fit with what Gelato does. It just uses the Gelato um, infrastructure, which is great. I mean, they you know they spun it out as a DAO and it makes total sense. Um, which is also a really interesting model, Joe. If you think about it, if you have like a, a technology play that lets you build applications easier, um, and then you um, you know keep building applications using your tech that other people can use, and then you spin each of them out as uh, separate DAOs.
0: Yeah, like uh, so, anybody could
1: do a DAO then. Well, yeah, but I'm no. What I'm saying is, like, so Gelato is building blocks, right? The whole idea of Gelato is, I, I'm making it, I'm making it easier for solidity developers to have pre-built pieces of code that connect, um, connect into other um, applications on Ethereum. Originally, now Phantom, right? So what they did was to do kind of a proof of concept. Was they built a tool that helped traders? They've built Like almost all the exchanges, all those DEXs that have limit trading are are using Gelato because Gelato allows you to take those building blocks and automate trading components, right? And so they helped build limit trading for all these DEXs. Well, they built a tool to help traders um, that, you know... Um, that want to be in a range on those liquidity pools to automate it when the range changes. Right. And so that was very popular because big institutional traders that are trading, they're providing liquidity um, want to be able to adjust the range for the new that, for that new version. And so they built that tool, they built that in-house probably number one is a, a, a proof of, of, you know, what their technology could do, but, Now they're taking it and spinning it out with an entire separate team. So all of the people who were involved in Gelato at the beginning and had Gelato tokens, investors and founders are getting a piece of this new DAO that's spinning out, right? So it almost like they become an incubator while still providing the tools that they use to other developers to use. So their token Gel for Gelato platform you know, continues to have value and developers are using their products and institutional traders using their products to automate processes and trading. But at the same time, they they built this other product and spun it out. So to me, that's a very interesting model of saying, okay, I've got a tool that helps people build apps and automation, and then we're going to build some projects in house and then we're going to spin them out as separate DAOs as almost like um, that being part of the model. Right. Like if you say, okay. We have this tool. We're making it available to the world for people to build projects, right? And people can build dApps. They can do strategies and everything else like Gelato does. And then we're going to keep using our tools to build projects, and we're going to spin them out as separate DAOs. So everybody that invests in us today, right, or that has our token, every time we spin out a new DAO on a new project, you get part of that value. You're part of the original group. Yeah if you get what i'm talking about
0: no totally i mean i kind of think this is what anybody like doing portals or ecosystems or even like the olympus guys you know we talked about that later on i think everybody's trying to build that concept like you look at what um you know look at like the amazon ecosystem now or, or google all of them and so i think anybody that can successfully pull that off succeeds obviously we know that um not everybody does yeah but i think with this gelato concept. In what they're doing i think it fits in nicely because it's a fintechy audience um as well as the fintechy product and i think with the other ones you know when they were the portals or big ecosystem plays or their their challenge is always to attract eyeballs and users whereas i think in in uh DeFi, the challenge is always to kind of uh give the users what they want to play with. And I think that that's where the harder stuff becomes almost more attractive because the devs are the ones that are kind of the test bed for the product. It's not always just the regular, you know, the same guy who aspires or gets drawn into day trading, let's say, you know, stocks or options or currency trading. You know, that same person usually gets drawn to crypto eventually. Yeah. So, you know, they'll find everything they can need. But the person that you won't get is like the ones that are, um, you know, are looking for ways to earn more money in in simplified ways. You don't see those tools out there yet. Yeah. Uh, I think somebody's got to combine, in my mind, the ease of use. (laughs) But what's this show called? Softball 101, right? Yeah. Okay. Ease of use with, you know, outsized returns, I think. Well, and
1: here's the thing. Imagine if you did it and you had um, ease of use and outsized returns, but you did this model of spin outs, right? So you do this model, you build things in house or you build things in the community and then you spin them out. But here's the cool thing. You make the original token holders, right? The longer you've been in, the bigger of the piece of the new DAOs that you spin out that you get. So Johnny Come Lately's are going to lose what they get. You know, Johnny Come Lately's will lose out. People that come in and sell and then come back in, they're going to lose out. Right. But people that buy and hold at any point, the longer they hold, they're higher their their, allocation allocation Mm -hmm. on the spin outs.
0: That's an interesting way to do it. I didn't think of it that way before. I Me mean, neither. it's a very simple way to it. put it. Yeah. Because you get, we've talked about how to do things where you incentivize people to not sell. Right. But in this situation, maybe because you're giving them more stuff for holding, you know, maybe, maybe they get some allocation out of their allocation that they could sell, let's say, in the new stuff. Right, but not the original stuff.
1: Something. Exactly. Well, look, yeah. and they can always sell the original stuff. But the longer they hold, the more senior they are in the uh, distribution pecking order for the new projects. Yeah. The spinouts.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: And then you provide a lending mechanism with one of the lending protocols, you know, and um, that uh lets them borrow again once they have so they don't feel like they have to worry about selling it and they can maintain their value anyway yeah. hey amen says welcome back y'alls it's been a minute haha and i been... owe amen like 12 direct messages i owe dennis dms back i owe everybody back i promise everybody i'm going to get back to you we got cool really really cool shit coming and uh joe and i are hinting at it during the course of this conversation today so uh buckle up but yeah
0: it's a little scavenger hunt
1: going on here. Yeah, a little, little bit of, little bit of hinting, dropping happening now, and uh, we want all of y'all to be involved in it. All of y'all being, you know, everybody listening and everybody that listens later tonight and tomorrow. So, um, yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Uh, let me see what else I got here, Joe. Let me cue up. I got some other shit queued up real quick. So oh, good. Uh, we're kind of rambling around here. Anyway, I'm excited about that step and shit. I'm sending that to my, uh, to my little client there yeah I um, forgot
0: I couldn't remember if I was taking a nap or working out at that point you know <laughs> we need what? one where you can earn no I'm saying just how I sometimes forget we're doing the show you know we just start <laughs> talking and shit. I'm like well would be interesting is if you could get tokens earn tokens for sleeping duh is anybody doing that yet? for the
1: longer you sleep well my buddies at Walkin have a platform that's already connected to health. I mean, their whole goal is to make this a platform for more and more apps so that existing app developers in the mobile space can just come on and deploy on their platform with their token. Right. And then earn what they earn, but not have to deal with all of the other shit that they're walking is going to handle all the blockchain integration, everything for their partners, because they've been in the industry for five years. Right. Doing millions of dollars in revenue. So they have the engine, they have the developers, they have the marketing engine already built and running and doing beautifully for them. And then they're going to start recruiting in and building other apps on top of their existing platform in um for play to earn games you know whatever productivity whatever hey my um my pals at uh revest uh had a little exploit two million dollars worth of tokens i haven't read the uh, complete postmortem yet but i'm bummed because i really like these guys uh and i think their model is really cool do you remember revest joe when we talked about them
0: last time i do remember them i'm just trying to I'm so not sinking the, in
1: completely. the the original big use case for it was that um it, it, I mean, there are a million use cases for this, but essentially, um, they're smart NFTs, right? And the idea behind Revest is that um, the the first use case that they're launching with is allowing for um, lockups of investor tokens, initial vesting token, initial investor tokens, or team tokens that are either um, time based or uh, performance based. So let's say you know, you were starting a project uh, to make it easier for people to, you know, automate trading strategies and build dApps, right? You could um, say, okay, Mr. Investor, you are locked up for six months with this percentage and nine months at this percentage, and the team members are locked up until, you know, one year at 25%, two years at 25%, three years at 25%, and four years at 25%. But if the team hits X market cap or X trading volume or X price, those can unlock. Right. So that's one aspect of it. Is is it? Um, it's it's a smart uh, vesting capability built into it. But the other cool thing about it is, you can sell it. Right, So you have all this locked up value that you know is going to execute on X such and such a date, but you want the cash now. You can sell the NFT without impacting the price of the token on the project because nobody has actually done a sale of the token. They've done a sale of the rights to the tokens that are locked up in the NFT and then you could transfer and sell the NFT and and the user can, the person can see what the value is and what the unlock is and everything um, that's buying it. So you create a whole secondary marketplace for these vesting tokens, right? Mm -hmm. To me, it's brilliant. It's really, really a smart concept. I love it. It makes everybody feel better. It makes investors feel like, Oh, well fuck I can get out of this, right? If I don't like something the team's doing, I can unload my NFT, but I'm not going to kill the project. Right. Which would have been great. Like if the, you know uh, it's almost like it would be cool if this was something that was part of the initial model of all investors and projects right or maybe you make it something like what we were just talking about that oh that's actually pretty cool when we were talking about the spinouts like you could you know how you have these lockdown periods for yeah. for some of these projects but what if you had it so that you could say look if you if you buy all of your tokens in the form of this unlocking nft then when we do X on the blockchain, launch a new project or a new DAO, or when we do hit X market cap, or when it hits X timeframe, you're able to unlock some percentage of the tokens you bought. But if you're willing to lock up in this NFT, you're going to get a bigger piece of all the other projects and DAOs that launch around it. That could be pretty cool. Anyway, I feel bad for these guys. I'm grateful that it was only $2 million worth of tokens. I'm not sure exactly what happened and how it happened. Um... And it happened, I guess it happened on Ethereum. Yeah, it happened on Ethereum. It did not happen. They're on Phantom, Polygon, AVEX, and SysCoin. And it didn't happen on any of those chains. So the, the vulnerability was only on mainnet. Um and they're going to try to do something to make it right. But obviously feel bad for these guys. It was a, they said it was a highly sophisticated attack on a vulnerability that went unnoticed during our Solidity Finance audit, as well as multiple peer reviews, which we subjected our code to. At the end of the day, I mean, look, you know, it's become kind of common now that part of your, part of your project's process is that you're going to get exploited. So um, yeah. anyway. I've seen Still. a lot lately
0: too, a lot of smaller ones. So like that yep. at least a couple million ones.
1: I, f- I feel bad for these guys, but I also you know have a lot of faith in them. I'm um, really impressed with the founder there, and I, I think they're going to be all right. So um, it's hard though. Like Superfluid is still digging out from that. You know, I know of a project that um that a guy's on that they were using Superfluid for payments to members of the Dow, and when the exploit happened, they shut down Superfluid, and now they're afraid to turn it back on. And I get it. You know, you're you're you you you're like, well, screw it. I'll just do something manual, but um, at the end of the day, we also as users have a responsibility to, to you know, understand. It's kind of like the restaurant that just failed inspection. When The time you want to go eat there is like after they failed inspection and reopened because you know that place is fucking clean. It's, I think it's the same thing with exploits on some of these protocols. So yeah. um, just before we came on, there was a uh, notification of a security breach on the Ronin network. We've talked slightly Uh, A little bit about this uh, chain when we've been looking at DeFi Llama, but it looks like there's a compromise on, uh, I guess, the staking validators. So 100 and what? What Holy shit. The Ronin Bridge has been exploited for 173,600 Ethereum and 25.5 million USDC. Holy fuck. Hundred thousand Ethereum? Uh, One hundred seventy-three thousand Ethereum. What the fuck? How that's insanity. What's What's Ethereum at? Thirty-six hundred right now?
0: Something like that.
1: Holy shit, man! That's a lot of lot. That That's a lot of money. That's six hundred twenty-four million dollars.
0: Nothing. So six hundred.
1: So six hundred and fifty million dollars in total with the 25.5 million USDC. Wow. And this is this is the kind of thing they won't probably recover from because their staking validators were compromised, right? The people that had been staking on their network were had their shit stolen. Wow. Wow. Yeah,
0: 625 mil.
1: Holy shit, dude. That's that's I mean, look, we've seen bigger exploits, but this is a chain exploit. And I don't know how you ever regain faith from a chain exploit. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. That's brutal. Yeah, a lot of people are in that Axie Infinity stuff. Let's see what they're...
1: Oh, that's <laughs> what Ronin is. It's Axie's thing.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: fuck. Oh, shit. I completely forgot that's what Ronin was. Oh God! What's Axie doing right now? That's ugly, dude. Oh holy shit!
0: Yeah, I'm not seeing a whole bunch of melting d- down over there.
1: Oh yeah, look, it's down from seventy dollars to sixty-four. What's that decline? It says in the last twenty-four hours only down five point six percent. Yeah. That's not a very strong reaction. Maybe people are so locked in they can't do anything about it.
0: Wow. These guys, Ape Apecoin. Yeah, I got to catch up with this. You know, I haven't really been in this channel at all. I just took a total kind of break last week. And um, from
1: what? Which channel?
0: Just all the crypto stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just chilled out for a while and it definitely takes the pressure off. That's for yeah. sure. Now, Ronan's well. down
1: 23%. Wow. That's that's ugly.
0: Yeah. I never really think I ever bought any of that, though, to be honest.
1: No, I didn't either. But I, I you know, I got to believe this is going to have an impact across the board. I mean, they've made a shit ton of money, so they probably can cover it. But still, it's brutal.
0: Yeah. No, a six hundred and twenty five million <clears throat> kit can nutsack basically yeah that's a rough one you're gonna i don't want to
1: talk about taxes i had a post up about taxes but i have no fucking desire to talk about taxes
0: uh about that 625 million yeah i don't know how to
1: defy magic trick and the hidden jewel of cow airdrop i haven't read this one yet uh is look beyond this track to see the GNO token and hidden in plain sight. Tokens on the cow airdrop will unlock for transfers on March twenty eighth for rusher <laughs> blah blah blah. Uh, should you buy cow or sell your airdrop? A whole I have no idea. I'm not a good trader. My specialty is strategy and game theory. The optimal strategy for the cow airdrop may be to pursue a different token entirely. GNO, and, I, and I, we've talked a lot about uh, Gnosis token a lot in the past, right? Um, ah, cow GNO will be seated. So what he's saying is, is Yeah, he's saying that a play with G&O makes sense for because of Cal. That's interesting. Um, let me see if I got anything else interesting to talk about today. Joe, you got anything while I'm looking at my posts?
0: Nothing really. Um, you know, just nothing to add to the um, stellar content that we've already discussed. I'd hate to pollute it, you know, by... Rambling on into some other topic area.
1: Uh, oh, this was interesting. Near protocol. Yes, near. That's I, what we
0: want to talk about. Yeah. So. <laughs> Honestly, hard, this, is, this is what we do want to talk about. Yes.
1: Okay. So it looks like um actually there are three new, well, there's a lot of lending protocols on near. I hadn't been aware because I haven't been paying attention. I thought they were just hanging out in the NFT gaming space. Uh, but evidently, Evidently, the lending protocols on NEAR are growing. Now, look, you know, 90 million in debos- deposits over the last, well, it's a little more than 90 million, 90, 30, uh, 140, 150, 150 million in deposits over the last week. is nothing to write home about for other protocols, but you can see that there's a decent little surge happening and that um, evidently a lot of this volume, according to at h-i-i-m allen is uh heading over to the lending protocols on near and the lending protocols on near called origami bastion and burrow cash um so uh the origami is a a money market uh bastion decentralized lending and burrow supply and borrow interest-bearing assets oh that's cool so they are actually allowing for ste to be um supplied and borrowed against on that protocol which i love all these uses for for lido and rockets tokens um i want to do a deeper dive on some of those at some point because i i think it makes to me it makes total fucking sense to um with everything that's about to happen with ethereum um and this is not financial advice it's just you know what i see for myself is staking ethereum even at the price point it is today at like $3600 makes a shit ton of sense you can earn 4% more in ethereum and i i personally believe or think that there is a shit ton of upside for ethereum i think it's going to become deflationary i think there're going to be even more use cases i think the cost of transactions are going to go down i think the network's going to be more stable it's going to be attractive to people coming into the space that are that, you know are kind of buying into the environmental hype around bitcoin I, I just think there's a ton of reasons and so here's the cool thing you you stake your it you stake ethereum in one of these pools lido or rocket rocket i prefer because it's decentralized you're going to earn four percent plus more ethereum just from staking it and then the tokens you get STETH and RETH, there are a million plays happening on those tokens right now um that you can earn more on them liquidity pools lending um nfts um, you know, so there's just a ton of opportunity there. So, um, anyway, I love those. I, I digress. But uh, anyway, according to uh, this guy, um, near uh, lending is up, 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 up. Another um, thing, I got a little stash going on over here on Auto Farm Joe, or, uh, earning um, fracs slash USDC. And yes, I still hate USDC, but uh, I needed to put some money away that i don't want to invest yet because i don't know what's going to happen in the market but 12 percent interest over here on auto farm for usdc frax you know the only real risk like you said before we started the show is the frax uses its peg um and then i have been doing a lot more in beefy and i got to tell you they did a brilliant job on their new interface uh dennis who listens to the show posted in our discord that he actually is playing around with uh I don't know if that's pronounced Pi, but P-A-E on both AVEX and FTM. And look at these APYs, Joe, 108% against wow. AVAX, 108,000% um, against AVAX and 70,000% against FTM. Now I don't, I'm, I'm not, you know, overly familiar with the, with what PA is, but um, I really love what Beefy has done with their interface. I already loved their interface because it was nice and simple, but um This one is really nice. They also now have zapping built into the core interface. So let's say you've got a ton of uh, one token in the pair, and it'll just automatically zap you into it and uh, invest it across the board. I've done uh, a bit of uh, stablecoin staking on Beefy as well. Um, Really like it. Uh, Is Dennis listening? Can he give us his insights into PAE today? Is he on? Can you see him? Has Uh, he made any comments? Nope. Heck yeah, going to be a good time, Eamon says. Anytime you sleep beyond the average recommended sleep duration or at least meet it. holy shit, new all-time high for hacks. Yeah, dude, it really is. He's talking about the Ronin hack. Yeah. Um, that's really fucking ugly. Um,
0: Look, one other thing I want to just add about with Nier real quick is that this is the playbook that's worked for Phantom, Avalanche, Arbitrum, all of them. Now that you have kind of um, uh, a lending protocol up, and you'll have the DEXs there, too. That's you have the highest yields. So right. this is where you want to jump into a chain now um, and, and get that yes. ride to where it goes next. I mean, but, it's you know, again, this is where I say, you know, when you get set your targets so you know when to get out, you know, you're not always sitting there trying to figure out where to get out. Oh, leave some there. But it's yeah, weird.
1: absolutely. Speaking of new chains, I got corrected yesterday. So uh, I tweeted about it and then I um uh posted on um I mean we talked about it yesterday in the show these new chains that came off of Diem, right? Mm-hmm. And I said that Sui was actually a um uh fork of Diem. It is not. It is just the brain power from the DM protocol that um that is uh that is moved over and created their entirely an entirely new chain. Um, so I'm going to be really interested in checking out uh, Sui, Aptos um, I think those are two with the money they have behind them, the big giant, you know, kind of uh, VC money that's behind those, that those are the ones I think are going to be what you were just kind of talking about, the early money coming in the early opportunities, the high yields all of that shit's going to, uh, I, I think going to blow up a little bit, so I'm going to keep an eye on those um, Yeah, Joe, but I totally agree with your point, anyway everybody check out the, oh god yeah, so once again, Brad did not, did not, you know, remember how I was looking at waves before the holidays saying how so interesting like, it was, well, they're launching an EVM and they were launching a venture capital.
0: Your reverse uh, no dog dilemma.
1: They're invest, they're launching an investing protocol. They were going to have EVM compatibility. They were going to make a bridge, blah, 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 blah. Did I buy waves? No. No, of course I fucking didn't buy waves. Did you I went no? On vacation. You
0: went on no, vacation. I went on
1: fucking vacation. I didn't buy waves, but this happens to me every other fucking week, right? Sixty-two uh, percent in three days. Yeah. So I will tell you this: I'm going to announce when I don't buy something I like, and everybody can go buy.
0: Go contrarian, yeah. Yeah,
1: go against my my stupidity. Because I'm a fucking idiot sometimes.
0: So what I'm going to do, yeah. So I'm going to take another level up. I'm just going to think about it for a second. (laughs) And then when I think about it, because, of course, everything I think about is always right. There you you go. I wouldn't be thinking about it if it wasn't right.
1: (laughs) Dude, it's like, what the fuck? This happens to me all the time.
0: Yeah, but some, you know, it's.
1: I got it, but I have to start taking fucking action.
0: Well, I think you know when I was—I mean, doing we're not total idiots. Strategies no. like no, I know, just track it. You know, just write it down each time you do something, and when you don't do it, um, a trade like this—three Joe, three days, Joe. Yeah, I know it is hard to.
1: All I had to do was pull the trigger, throw a thousand bucks at it, before I went on vacation, and look what I'd be doing—sixty-two hundred bucks.
0: yeah um, you'd be trying to decide whether to sell it or not i'd fucking sell it that's another (laughs) that's
1: another problem i have don't pull the trigger on the buy but when i finally do don't pull the trigger on the sale
0: those are the two hardest things to do i mean everybody knows
1: the problem is i get i start believing in things too much you know i really think that i get to know these founders i like what they're doing i get excited about what what they offer, I think that they have good bones, good fundamentals. So I'm like, well, fuck it, this has got a lot of runway to go.
0: Yeah, but that runway tends to go up and down. You know. I
1: didn't sign up for the Joe Colley uh,
0: course. This is the even... only runway we want.
1: Exactly, but I, 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 I go straight up those runways
0: and then off the fucking cliff. Straight down, yeah. Yeah, um, it's the hard, you know, to me. I don't think anybody's ever perfect at it. So that's why I always talk about selling a little bit on the way up. I yeah. never come in hard with more when it's starting to really go. I start de-risking at that point just because I've seen people lose it all doing that. And, yeah. and you know, I try not to do that, but it's hard to – there's no, like, set path to take. Well, you
1: know what would be cool? If there was an easy-to-use tool that would automate the cells for me.
0: yeah. Yeah, that would help, too. Yeah, maybe where you only... How about this? It doesn't even put you in a trade unless it's going to be a winner.
1: That Oh, even better. I like that.
0: You know, if we could simplify some stuff, maybe like a low-code, no-code visualization platform. That would be cool, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. It would just, be
1: very cool.
0: You don't even have to think. You just have to attach it to your wallet. Ching, 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 ching. Wow, that's some that just starts making money for somebody. Those are
1: some pretty large promises there. <laughs> that would be awesome if that existed, but it I, doesn't.
0: Uh, it doesn't. No, it does not exist. Not to
1: that extent.
0: No, it's not. No, we don't have it in the prototype format. But No. We're, you know, the machine just could <laughs> go on, make money, basically. That's our trading algorithm. <laughs> Turn it on, make some money. Joe, I got nothing else. I'm good. I, I've had a fun fun one today. Um, What's
1: Chuck doing? Wait, Chuck, Chuck put an emoji. I can't see what it is. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll have another hack to talk about tomorrow. And, there you go. <laughs> and another newfound millionaire to talk to.
1: There you go. There you go.
0: <laughs> so which they, one do you want to be tomorrow? Yeah, exactly.
1: You know what? I think we may do need to delay the launch i'm noticing that the viewership climbs at around 12 30. looks like everybody's like you know busy having their lunchtime beers and doesn't come to listen to us until they're good and buzzed yeah I mean, they could all meet you out on the corner and you could do it live from uh you know the grove there
0: be in my corner have a Sapporo
1: with your friends.
0: We have my corner boys. Yeah, what's the other
1: shit you buy at Whole Foods? I mean, at uh, Fresh miso, Market, miso paste. <laughs> miso paste. <laughs> Y'all can sit on the corner eating your, drinking your Sapporo and eating your fucking miso paste.
0: That's right, man. Miso and Sapporo, baby. It's a fermented, fermented heaven.
1: There you go. You'll have clean yeah. guts. Now we just
0: need, yeah, we just need some kind of massage therapy thing going on. Tonight, uh,
1: so. I'm gonna let you, uh, you
0: know. No, you're, I don't mean Dude, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I'm talking about the therapeutic massage. Oh,
1: where, oh, that one.
0: Where it gets all the kinks out of you.
1: Yeah, you the know. kinks. Rubs
0: just <laughs> gets the kinks out of you, Joe. I don't think
1: anybody could ever get those out of you, Joe.
0: <laughs> Probably not. At this age, I'm just sort of, you know, it's just you don't. You're not as stretched out as you were when you were a little lad. You know.
1: That's well, yeah. That's kind of what I was not thinking, but it's good.
0: <laughs> of course, you are. You know. I was, I was trying to keep it from heading down the uh, the path of debauchery and fornication. Yeah, okay. That's probably what
1: our problem is.
0: <laughs> Not enough. Exactly. All right, man. Thank on you, everybody, note.
1: for listening and watching. We love you. We appreciate you. Please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there or your favorite podcast app. Go to YouTube and subscribe and give us the thumbs up and click the little bell so you know when a new episode comes out. We're on here every day, Monday through Friday at noon. You can also see all of our episodes at missiondefi.com. And if you have some ideas, you have a guest, you want to kind of look on the show or a project we need to look at, B05 Crypto on Telegram and B05 Crypto on Twitter. Joe, have a lovely afternoon. Everybody else, have a great afternoon. Love you all.
0: Bye. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, everyone. See you guys tomorrow. Talk to you later.